0: My name is Reese Ryan, and you are listening to the VIP Lounge Podcast. Visit ReeseRyanbrand.com for tickets, VIP packages, and more. What is going on, the internet? Welcome back. And uh, as the intro said, thank you so much for watching the VIP Lounge. My name is Reese Ryan, your host for today. Thank you so much for all of the amazing, amazing feedback from the first episode So looking on it, I've had just over 100 plays in just over three days at the time of recording. And that might not sound like a lot, but to me, that means so, so, so much. This is my first kind of podcast endeavor. And I think that it really couldn't have gone any better, really. I I had such an amazing first host. Luckily, I had so much content and it really meant a lot to me putting that out for you guys with my name on it. Really kind of um, sticking my neck out there and and you guys really didn 't disappoint. I had so much love, and I really appreciate it, and I want to keep seeing it grow so thank you again so much for supporting this project and i can 't wait to put out more amazing content for you guys so this week i'm i 'm really really late to the party, but i've started watching the um, the new n w a power. Uh, after somehow only just hearing about it. I think it's been going, like, nearly two years. <laughs> but um, I'm now on to episode seven now. Uh, if you haven't already give it a watch, go for it. It's so awesome. Like, it's a stripped-back kind of studio wrestling show with a with just great focus on story, characters, uh, and just, like, authentic, true like wrestling really, like wrestling, like the old style. And it's like, it's harking back to a a completely different era of wrestling. And it just feels so true. I really can't recommend it enough. So yeah, check out NWA Power. I also went and got myself a PS2 again, because that was my, my thing growing up. I've been on, I've just binging Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 and Hitman 2 destroy all humans and uh Medal of Honor Rising Sun, they're they're the main ones. But I've also gave Legends of Wrestling 2 a try. <laughs> My god, it's awful. But um you know you've always gotta have one or two wrestling games in your arsenal. Uh but yeah that, that one was, was hard to sit through. And you know obviously the news has come out recently about the um recent WWE releases and uh I'm keeping up to date with the news. You know, obviously I really, really feel for everyone involved. I, I think tweeting these guys, these unfortunate individuals with some positivity is beneficial right now. But really, I know absolutely nothing about it. And definitely not enough to form an opinion, as much of us don't. Uh, there are many, many, many podcasts with individuals with a much more better standing to comment about it than uh, than me. So in general, I just want to leave WWE out of this podcast But that news is just too big not to mention, and I wish everyone involved the absolute best. And, not to plug another podcast, but hey, it's amazing. So, um, after watching the VIP Lounge Episode 2, go and follow this channel, and then check out Seconds Away, It's Nighttime podcast with British wrestling legend Stevie Knight and BWR announcer Richard Young. Honestly, they had an amazing interview with Nick Aldis recently, plus interviews with Marty Jones, Danny Boy Collins, Ricky Knight Sr., plus so many more. Speaking of uh, of Ricky Knight, I have his namesake on the VIP Lounge Episode 2 today. But uh, before we get into that interview, I want to say thank you to Ecosia. If you don't know Ecosia, it's a worldwide search engine And when you search on their site, the ad revenue produced goes to planting trees and preserving the environment. So they're doing amazing work over there. And all you have to do is download their app and start surfing as normal to help preserve our planet. So once again, check out those and reesryanbrand.com for news, events, free match footage, original content alongside this podcast plus my merchandise store and so much more. Absolutely anything right now is is such a great help. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm not plugging it to just assume that you guys should go and spend because obviously I know that we're all in a terrible position financially. But if there is anything that you can give or there's something on there that you you think is tight that you want to go for, it would be absolutely amazing. I appreciate any support whatsoever. So, without further ado, my guest today is none other than the Ricky Knight Jr., son of the hooligan Roy Knight, formerly Zebra Kid. However, despite being part of the Britons' most well-known wrestling family, Ricky is also, well, he's really stepped into his own and had his own phenomenal independent wrestling career already at just nine years in the ring and only 20 years of age. That's crazy, isn't it? Former BWR Cruiserweight Champion, Southside Wrestling Entertainment Speed King Champion, WAW British Heavyweight Champion, and many, many more. Uh, with no doubt, so much more to go. So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Knight Jr. Hey, what's going on, man? Hello, my heart. Yeah, yeah. How's isolation for you? What, what you got? What you got going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been walking and running and cycling yeah. quite a lot,
0: as well as um. I've got some
1: free weights at my uh, in my garage at my home. We're quite lucky because um, I'm in good connection with someone called
0: Burger Plus, which is a um, where we get all our meat supplied. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me about what you've been doing, like what you've been busy with on the indie scene, like what you've been doing over the past year.
1: No, I, I mean, um, yeah, I've been in good connection. I'm obviously now main, uh, on the, the roster of Revolution Pro Wrestling, um, you know, I do a lot of BWR, the you know, there's, there's so many other companies like a name target, wrestling, the, wrestling there's, there's too many to name. No, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Quick disclaimer at this point, after listening to this back and doing some edits, I realized that at this point in the conversation, my microphone takes a little bit of a dip. So what I'd suggest is I'm still posting this up just to, to take you guys to some awesome content. But what I would suggest is at this point in the podcast, perhaps turning up your volume. I do appreciate your support. Thank you. All right, so you've held a hell of a lot of gold across a lot of indie promotions, including WAW. Uh, have you got a favorite moment out of all of them? Women winning the title.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, probably the one that stands out would be the WAW World Title when I um, obviously wrestled my dad at uh, Norwich City Football Ground, Car Road, and uh, beat my dad for the for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that one's uh, a memory in wrestling as well. It just sticks out. Um, quite clearly
0: tell me about that event i know it was a big deal for you guys
1: yeah i mean uh we led up to i think we knew we known about for about nine months um and yeah just just, just counting down every day or you know every minute till that moment be we able to walk out there in front of the you know five thousand people uh uh-huh. at a football stadium that we run past or drive past every day um you know, it it was something very, very special, and you know, a memory that will last for me a lifetime.
0: Well, you are not just wrestling; you're also quite big on football. You're you're quite talented uh, with that. Uh, was it a big deal as well being in that stadium for you? Just you know, being a fan of the sport. Yeah, I
1: mean, um, I, I, I've actually played in that stadium a few times. Um, a lot of people that I was, I was at, um, like Norwich Academy, when I was when I was a, a young lad um, for, for playing football. Um, so yeah, being being in there and you know wrestling on there, we're, we're the first ever wrestling show to go into to that uh, football stadium, and yeah, I mean it, it was a very special moment, and it, it made it even more special being in you know our hometown.
0: Not, and also obviously being in a match with your your uh, your dad.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, that that was um, that was the icing on the cake. You know that that was um, something that. It, it it's it was you know it was so unreal that it's the sort of thing you see in a movie. So it, it was just crazy.
0: <laughs> well, um, moving on from that as well. Obviously, your uh, your family is a renowned name in British wrestling. Uh, what was it like growing up in the in the Knight's household?
1: Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very crazy growing up in um, a household full of wrestlers. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it. Um, without, without question, um, I've been very. I was, I think myself very lucky to be born into, um, you know, the the, then the Knight family because it, if I wasn't, would I be wrestling? You know, I I sometimes look at it like that. So um, yeah, it's a crazy family to be involved in, but a very good family to be involved in.
0: Did you always know um, from being in that family that you were going to be a wrestler?
1: Um, I mean, my dad got me into the ring when I was like two days old, uh, Like two two or four days old, one of the two. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I I was always into football because I was in the academy. So, you know, I I think I loved wrestling, but I sort of saw myself going further in football. But when I got to, like, you know, like, when I I was five, for example, I was managing my dad. uh, I was managing Zach against my dad on the holiday camps, doing, like, silly stuff like the Bronco Buster or a Swanton off the top. And when I got to, like, ten or nine, I started training. And ten, I started basic matches, um from there onwards it sort of become more wrestling and when i got to like the age you know like 12 13 it was it was a given i was gonna be a, a professional uh, like a professional wrestler rather than a professional football player
0: what was that moment um like do you think in your family if you decided not to be a wrestler do you think that there would be like a sense of uh disappointment there or or like uh you know like sadness do you, do you think... Nah, um no no not, not at all um
1: you know, there's there's some members of the family that don't wrestle. Um, you know, they're probably not as close to everyone as the rest of us are because you know we all got that common thing and that that is professional wrestling. That's what we all love. That's what we all do. So we all are a little bit more closer than the ones that do wrestle. But um, you know, that that is just because we always see each other at shows or we're always traveling together. So that that is the only reason. But uh, I don't think they'd have been disappointed if I went a wrestler. Um, I think if I went to wrestle, I'd have been a football player, and everyone in my family loves football, so that'd have been fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so either way, it would have been fine. All right. be a win-win, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they're not just nationally recognised; they're further afield as well. Like, um, however, I imagine that nowhere it's as strong a reception as back in in Norwich. What what's your reputation lo- locally?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's, it's fantastic. I mean. All our fans come to all the same shows, um, just like any other promotion. You know that they they've all got their regular fans, for example, and that they've all a lot of those fans have been there for years. They've seen me come from, you know, a a child up to a a young adult, um, you know, to a man, and um, it's nice that I've had that chance to share that experience with, you know, people that made my career. Because without the fans, uh, the wrestlers aren't nothing. That's something I'll never forget because. If no one supports you, you won't get nowhere and with no if we've got a fans to perform in front of her, we won't perform at all. So um yeah, that is that is something that I do hold dearly.
0: Well, um growing up as well, did you when you were, you know, at school and things like that, did you feel like a little bit of a local celebrity?
1: Nah. Um I mean when my aunt got to the WWE, um, I mean everyone knew who she was then, so it became a little bit more different because they always bring up, you know, that that she's famous and stuff like that, which was uh It's still crazy to think about now, but um, from there, like it sort of become a little bit more, you know, everyone sort of knew who my family were, but as for, yeah, being like a a younger child, you know, rather than like late years of high school, it was was more, you know, my family dressed up in Lycra and, you know, people just try to take the mick out of me, but um, I'm quite quick-witted as a lot of people know, so it didn't that didn't last too long. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't ever say we're local celebrities because we're just we're just normal people, you know?
0: No. Yeah, I see. No, I, I get that. Like, um, but all, also moving on as well, despite your name, you it's not like you ever had it easy. Like you and you you've said yourself like your dad, Roy, he really always made sure you were the, the like the hardest working man in the room. Tell me about like your work ethic and lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, when I was, it it all started mainly when I was like uh, in high school, you know, like 13, 14. I'd I'd leave school and walk to the WAW, like headquarters at the training centre, which was probably like four miles from my school. So I'd walk there, you know, I'd leave school at like three, I'd get there at like four. um, And I'd stay there, train all day. I'd do whatever class it was at the night time. And then I'd... uh, Either, you know, walk halfway home, and my dad would pick me up or someone would give me a lift until I then got a bike and I just biked um four miles to the gym and then I then biked about eight miles home every
0: day. That must have been a really nice like for you as a kid, like to really have that drive, like something to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, while my mates were right, you know, doing
1: teenage stuff or going to parties, I was I was um out at the trains at the school, like, you know, perfecting my craft and make myself as good as I could be because, um, you know, I, I didn't want it short-term memories. I wanted lifetime memories. I wanted to be able to one day, you know, be the number one wrestler in the world rather than go to a party. I even missed my own school prom to go to a to a wrestling show.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, that sounds really cool, like what you just said about, you know, long-term memories rather than, uh, like, kind of short-term. Did that stop you, like, making friends and things?
1: Nah, because I was uh, always good at football. I was always on the school teams uh, for football. I was always on the school team for rugby, whatever it was. If it was a sport, I was always involved. So, um, and, you know, it's it's crazy to think about because a lot of things come down to sport. If you're good at sport, you fit in. Um, and, and I was always good at sport. So, um, yeah, I, ne- I never once stopped or didn't make friends because, you know, I played football on the weekends. I played football in the school. Um, so, yeah, I, I never I never missed out. I just... After school was my time to train and like i just said, perfect my craft rather than mess about
0: uh-huh and you you strike me as well as a guy that you know can handle himself as well so like when when you you say that the kids used to kind of uh kind of make fun of you, did you kind of uh get into quite a lot of scraps as a kid no not
1: really um i i not really about that i mean i've had a lot of i've had a few boxing matches had a few uh cage fights but um yeah, I, I ain't one to just walk around and start scrapping for for no reason. And if someone want to take try to take a mick out of me, that ain't a valid reason to to scrap. Um uh-huh. you, you know, obviously I I stand up for myself, but you know, it's just it is just what all was. Kids just being kids. And the older I got that the, the uh least like like the least times that happened, especially when I moved in with my So I moved in with my dad when I was at uh twelve. So I left my mum, but moved in with my dad when I was twelve. And then from there, that that never really happened because the football team I played for, my friends, my football friends, went to that school, and um, yeah, from when I moved to that school, everything sort of got better, to be honest.
0: Oh, nice. Well, um, talking about your 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 dad as well, you've said about how how much he inspires you uh, to achieve your goals as well. Who else, in particular, within the family, would you say has had a particularly strong that hand and molding you um i mean mainly my dad if i'm being honest um
1: he he's the one that rings me up every day still now and asks what i've done um you know and if you don't believe me or he'll ask what i'm gonna do today if i say you know i'm gonna go bike five miles he'll be like okay we'll send me a video on your biking. um just because you know he always checks out he always makes something sure i'm doing what i should be doing to reach the top because you know like anyone would want for their children they want them to be the best of what they do, whether you know they're a doctor, wrestler, football player, um, no matter accountant, you know, it, it don't matter what they are, um, uh-huh. you know, they just want to be the best of the best.
0: So, what's your earliest um, memory in wrestling? I know you said about how you were in the ring at two, like days old, but obviously you won't remember that. What's the first thing that you specifically remember?
1: Um, cool. I think the first thing I remember would probably be well, a memory that sticks out when I was like properly involved in wrestling rather than managing is my dad just got released from prison. Um, for, uh, I can't remember I think it's for GBH. And, um, anyway, yeah, he just got released from prison and I was refereeing. I, I couldn't been much older than eight, seven, eight. And, um, I was refereeing, um, Scott Vushen, the, um, Milky O'Hagan, which are people, the, these are names probably people aren't familiar with. These are just down in Norwich. And, uh, Scott Fusion was, like, this um, perfection personified wrestler. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and Milky O'Hagan has never won a match for, like, five years. He, he was, like, an anti-bully, no more bullies. And, uh, basically, he was just just got beat up all the time. So, anyway, um, Scott Fusion kept giving me a lot of, of crap during the match. And, um, and then got he hit Milky O'Hagan with his finish, and I just didn't count it. Um, you know, I just sit in the corner, just smiled. He came and grabbed me by the throat, and uh, Milky O'Hagan rolled him up, and I did a really quick count for a three, um, and the place went mental. And then um, there's this character Scott Fusion, then grabbed me, put me in the corner, um, as, as along with Tommy Lee who's a manager, and uh, this character called the Gorgon character, he's big like mass character for, like Polish um, character, and uh, like picked me up by by my throat, like for a choke slam, but up in the corner, so he's like choking me out. And then my, my uh-huh. dad walked in, and the place went absolutely ballistic. Like, I've never heard a roar like it. And um, he slid in the ring, uh, obviously beat them two up, and then had a match later on where I sl- uh, slid in and hit the Gorgon in the nuts. I, kept, <laughs> I kicked him in the nuts, and then my dad did uh, the Zebra Cross and a beating for free. But that's just uh, that's one memory that sticks out like more than most. I remember ones that you know uh, a little bit earlier than that, but they're not as good as that one. That's not like, my main memory from. When when I was a child, like WrestleMars.
0: that's incredible. Like if that's just a a little taste, that sounds like a pretty awesome childhood.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that especially WrestleMania, it's brilliant.
0: So um, moving on to more like kind of uh, today's stuff as well. Uh, you've done some really phenomenal like fast paced matches with uh with Robbie X. Like I've seen like loads of videos online and stuff like that where fastest pro wrestler alive. Uh, it's crazy stuff, but um. What makes you what makes you think that like, with you guys what makes you particularly gel um that we we, we both want to be the best you know um, so
1: whether that's in front of a hundred thousand people in front of a hundred people me and me and Robbie mm-hmm. want to go out and we want to have the best match possible and I think you know two people who want the same goal it's 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 always going to be you know, something special and Robert, Robbie's a, a great athlete um great performer. And, um, like I just said, you know, when we go into the ring, we want to have a match tonight. We want to be remembered. So um, that's what we do. We go in there and we, we kill it.
0: Is there any other workers that you have? Yeah, I mean, of, of course,
1: with? my dad's going to be one of them. Because, um, you know, when I was like 12, 13, I wrestled them all the time in the holiday camps, every day, weekend, week out. Oh. And uh, he used to bruise me up, uh, cut me open, um, and bring me in the hard way, which is, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. But, um, as, as well as him, but there's someone else called Alex Young, which um, many people aren't familiar with. And I, if I could beg anyone to give Alex Young a chance, that'd be him. He's fantastic. Um, he's someone that um, in my career, even now. Um, we go down to the gym together. Well, obviously not right now, but we do, We go down to the gym together and we'll, we'll get in the, the ring and try new things and push each other to a limit to, um, you know, see what, see what our limits are and see what we can do. And once that limit's there and we've reached that ceiling, We'll then keep going as we break through that scene and reach the next one. But he's, fa- he's a fantastic uh, performer. He's very much like Robbie X. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see, after this quarantine, him do um, very well for himself. But um, they're like the main three guys, to be honest with you, that I've got great chemistry with.
0: Well, um, speaking of your, your dad as well, I noticed he's been promoting a, a, the book he's written. Uh have you wrestling with my mind is good, yep. right?
1: Have yeah, read- I have, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very good read. And you don't have to just be a um, you don't just have to be a wrestling fan to give it a read. You know, it's very much about mental health and depression, um, which you know is um quite a big quite a big issue and quite a big thing that a lot of people don't realise. And um yeah, I can't urge enough how important it is to talk to someone and it goes right from him being a child, being abused as a child, to him wrestling at Cairo, to him playing football for Norwich or him playing football for Gilliam. Um it literally gives you his whole life. And um it's, it's a book at one moment you could be you could be crying and the next moment you could be you could be laughing. And I'd love to see that book get turned into a film. But um I can't urge enough. It's it's a great read. I've read it myself. I don't want to give too much away just in case people do want to read it. But um, yeah, definitely purchase the book and definitely give it a read and let me know what you think.
0: He's such a, a really, really kind man as well. Like every time that I I see him, it, it's like he really takes the time to uh, to check that I'm okay. Like really, it really does feel like a catch up. And like, I can't stress enough how like, there isn't there aren't enough people in the independent wrestling scene that are like that, you know, and like he's just such an inspiration, being so kind of vulnerable and like really candid with his struggles yeah, I mean well what a lot uh, I actually
1: said this on a, a recent podcast as well, but what a lot of people don't realize is um i mean one time at six up my head it was like three in the morning, and um I drove over to his house to watch the kids um and he he went down to one of the uh, multi-story car parts because he got a phone call from um this this lad who obviously was on top of the the multi-story about to do something and um my dad drove down there in a heartbeat and spoke to this young lad and um you know and I say young he's like he's my dad's age but spoke to this man and um obviously made him see the the bigger picture and you know you fast forward I think that was a few year ago but you fast forward to now. You know, my dad got him a job, a very good job. He's living in like a five-bedroom house, back with his wife, back with his children, and um, his life literally couldn't be any better. But if my dad would have thought, ah, oh, he'll be fine, he, you know, he nothing will happen. Uh, maybe, maybe that wouldn't this, this wouldn't be happening right now, you know. So um, a lot of people don't realize how how much of a good man my dad is.
0: That's incredible, and I think it, the the no, there's uh, the book will be awesome as well because. Obviously, it's such a redemption story. Like, you know, him growing up, him being in prison, being quite, you know, almost violent, I guess, and then having this amazing kind of um, escape from that. And, and now he's, like you say, such a kind man. Um, so, 100%. I think, is it £10?
1: That... Yeah, I mean, £10 plus post and pageant. Uh, you can hit
0: him up on any social media and he'll, uh, he'll get him sent out to you right away. And then moving away from books, you also obviously have films. So everyone and everyone has seen *Fighting with My Family*, uh, critically acclaimed, huge box office hit. Um, so not many people can say that their family has inspired a Hollywood movie. So um, what was it like being around that? Uh, we yeah, I was
1: um, for, for some of I was Zach's stunt double. Um, so that was pretty pretty cool experience. I was only like. Fifteen when all this was going on, though, when it was being recorded. So, you know, I was going down to London, standing down there on my own, and then coming back. Um, I, no, 16, so I just left school, sorry. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, pretty surreal. Um,
0: That's crazy. I didn't know you were the... the yeah, subject.
1: not for all of it. Um, I, can't, I don't know who was for the rest of it, but there's one that wrestling part um, in the movie where, yeah, I can clearly tell it was me. But um, yeah, it, it is...
0: So for the, for the people listening who are going to watch it again, which scene is it that you are the stunt double?
1: I'll tell you what to do. Just guess from the people that Sydney me wrestle, you should be able to know, know which one's me. <laughs> Get at, at me on Twitter and you know, send the send clip to me, which you think it is. And if you guess it right, I'll, I'll let you know.
0: All right, there we go. So listeners, that's the challenge. Go uh, watch Fighting With My Family. Uh, find the scene that uh, Ricky is the stun double in and send him a tweet. All right. Um so what are your actual thoughts on the the overall product of the film? Do you do you think they did your family? Yeah, justice? I mean
1: there, there is a, a lot of fantastic things to take from the movie. Um you know f- for the family especially is, is spired up since the movie and everyone's become more busy. Um there's been a lot more things happen. Um after the movie, you know, like TV stuff or radio stuff and just a lot more interest in Uh, just the family as a as a product and um yeah and it is it's very special and we're very very lucky that it did happen to us and um you know thank god Soraya went on and did some fantastic things in the in the WWE and she she um is a true inspiration to a lot of women across the world I think especially from what she's come from personally as well um and you know I'm just happy that I can be a part of that and who knows? Maybe there might be a fight. With my family number two,
0: <laughs> and also it's it's not just page as well. Like you know, like I, you're obviously going to go and do awesome things uh, in in time. What is your particular end goal? What's I haven't got life?
1: a particular end goal. Like as a company, my end goal is to be remembered. You know, I want to be number one in the world. I want to be, you know, I want to be. I want to go. People, I want children to go to school when they like draw their their favorite character from a movie or their hero. I want them to draw me. Um, you know, and I think that's what everyone wants. They want to be uh, wrestling is wrestler Wrestlers are like superheroes, you know, um, mm-hmm. I just want to be remembered when I'm old. I want people to say how good I was. I want people to, I want to be number one in the world at, at some point. I want to be performing on the bigger shows in the world. And whether that's new Japan, AEW or WWE, it doesn't, it doesn't matter for me. I, I'd love to wrestle on all three, but um, e- either one for me, for me to go there and be able to achieve, Something you know to be able to be a world champion in the big in one of the big three companies um, would be remarkable. Um, and you know it's sort of you know you know you sort of cross that bridge when you come to it. If you if you do get an offer from one of them, um, or if you get an offer from all of them, you know you sort of cross that bridge when you come to it. But all three are huge companies. All three are fantastic companies. And um, yeah, I wouldn't want to say I want to be at at one because. Like I just said, all three are, are, are huge, and it is amazing.
0: Well, the thing is, like, you know, you're definitely on the right track uh, for, for that, and, you know, I really admire your determination. Um, like, going around to kind of where you are now, and, like, obviously you've already done so much since you started. Was it nine years ago?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but not, not properly. I started my first match when I was uh, 10. So I'm now, t- I'm now, I'm now 20, That's 10 crazy. years ago my first match was. But obviously that, that in um I was like, my first match wrestling adult, I think it was like 12 years old wrestling an adult.
0: So um, where do you see yourself in another year? So when you're 21, what, what do you see? Um, I don't know,
1: maybe still in quarantine, who knows? <laughs> oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, another year or another two years, I like to see myself traveling the world you know, doing some big shows in and out. Um, I was actually meant to be going to uh, Orlando to do uh, the WrestleMania week and then I was then flying back um, to then do Rev Pro shows that same weekend, so I was flying out on the Monday, flying home on the Friday to do Saturday, Sunday at um, Rev Pro. Um, I was also meant to be doing a show in um, South Africa where um, they, they had 25,000 people last year. So, you know, I was already in the getting the ball rolling with doing some abroad book uh abroad shows and that's what i want really over the next few years is just to travel the world and see as much of the world as i can before you know you you do end up going somewhere or you do end up so- signing somewhere
0: all right well now uh ricky we've, we've covered an awful lot in such a short amount of time but uh moving on i want to um kind of shoot some short five yep. questions at you uh, a lot of these things, you know, um, they can be like, you know, one word answers or things. If you feel like you want to elaborate, go for it. Uh, but yeah, so like just a couple of really quick questions. So first of all, uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, that's a hard question. There's going to be some arguments. Um,
1: favorite of all time. There's, oh, I, I,
0: Shawn Michaels. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, your favorite wrestler currently on the uh, My Dad,
1: Raw Night. since every kid.
0: The uh, you've already answered this favorite match you ever ever had. It's the yeah, it'd be right?
1: my dad at Car Road or V Robbie X at York Hall. Nice. Your favorite match that you've ever watched? Um, I think my granddad's retirement match in like 2013, just because of the. Um, emotional value it had and that's the first time uh like DOW's ever sold out at a Norris show um like before the doors opened and um yeah just just the emotional factor of of that match and um, that you know everyone enjoyed the match and by the end of the match everyone was crying. So I think that that was one of my favourite matches being live especially for the uh
0: for the listeners at home uh and they want to check that out do you remember yeah, if you just show? put in Rowdy Ricky nice retirement match
1: or rally ricky night v roy night v zach Knight. um yeah you just hit that up on youtube that's that's definitely on there because i watched it the other day in fact i think it's on the www youtube um if you go on there there's a full hour documentary like leading up to the show um and then it gives you the match right at the end
0: awesome we'll have to check that out uh So you're going on to fantasy booking now. So this includes people who are dead or alive. What is your dream match? Um for me, my, my dream match, I'd include
1: myself would be me v Shawn Michaels, you know. But um, if I had to do, uh, if I had to do a dream match for someone else, I think there's too many. I don't think I could probably pick one. Um
0: Have you got one that just jumps in your head? I like to
1: see Jush and Li- Jush and Thunder Liger v Shawn Michaels, probably
0: yeah that'd be incredible <laughs> no awesome so um the on the indie scene you've already said kind of your favorite uh your favorite wrestler is currently working um have you got a match that you haven't worked that you'd like to uh you'd like people to uh up? well
1: a match that that i'd like to um like to happen in the future yeah, uh, yeah probably with, my yeah. with osprey or if you just look at the uk scene
0: nice it'd be, be awesome. it'd be brutal <laughs> um <laughs> uh so moving on from that uh what would you say to your haters if you had i wouldn't haters? say
1: nothing if if they want to hate on me that's, that's perfect because i i thrive off that you know so the more hate is the better
0: that's that's an awesome answer uh so what inspiration would you give to trainees or other aspiring wrestlers who want to do this? People who, you know, like, haven't got to the level that you're at, but they're they're kind of... Yeah, I mean, way I out. actually get quite
1: a lot of this on Instagram. A lot of people come into, like, you know, the message requests for, um, you know, what, what to do as a, as a if I want to get involved in wrestling or as aspiring wrestler. It'd literally just be getting to your local gym listen to your trainer, you know, the train. your training is most important. There's, you're lucky enough to have a good amount of, um, training facilities across, um, the UK. So, you know, go to your trainer school, be dedicated, go to other training schools as well, because not everyone knows everything. And, um, yeah, dedication will get you a lot of places, you know, get into the gym, get, get a reasonable body, make sure you, you've got ring cardio. And as long as you follow those three simple things, you'll, um, You'll be able to, you know, break into the, the scene quite quite reasonably.
0: And then once you've done that as well, um, how do you then give people kind of advice on approaching promoters? If they've done those first steps, how do you deal? How do you make I mean, um, turn
1: up to shows, you know, um, and like you get a hold of a promoter, turn up to a show, ask if it's okay if you come and help out, you know, taking down the <laughs> ring, setting up the ring. Uh, just to make the contacts and you know travel with people coming from your area um just so because if you don't meet people they're not going to know about you you know out of sight out of mind um and that's sort of rather than meshing someone and being like for me rather than meshing someone and being like oh please give me a chance this that and the other i'd prefer to meet meet them face to face and you know if they're, if they're at a show that you're at and you're on that show you, you, it gives you great it's a great stepping stone to show them what you can do because they're li- they're there live and they can really feel like your energy in live rather than through
0: a uh, uh, camera and finally uh well two more your worst fear um
1: the worst fear so not probably like drown them probably
0: have you got one a little bit more um kind of closer to home. Have you got like a fear in regards to um like your profession like wrestling? Have you got no maybe just wrestling? not
1: being like remembered, maybe. Um but yeah I don't there's nothing really that sticks out
0: that I'm fearful of. And then describe yourself in three words.
1: Uh handsome, cheeky um, that's probably it I, mean, I, I only
0: need two <laughs> nice two out of the three uh, that's awesome so just before we wrap up Ricky this has been an absolute pleasure uh, we've just got a little yep. game to play really quick first word So I'll say uh, a a name in in indie wrestling. uh, or It doesn't have to be an actual uh, person. It could be a company, anything like that. Uh, And then you just reel off the first thing that comes into your head. Feel free to elaborate. uh, But yeah, just kind of as quick as we can, we'll do this. All right, here we go. So Big F and Joe. (sighs) Brutal. Southside.
1: Speed King champion.
0: Kip Sabian.
1: One of the most genuine people you ever meet.
0: Ashton Smith.
1: There's two. I can't sum Ashton Smith up in one word. He's literally like one of the most down to earth guys in the world. I actually talked to Ashton a lot, and um, I can't wait to see Ashton be the WWE UK champion. Dean Almer, literally a living legend in the in the British wrestling. ICW, absolutely crazy, crazy fans, crazy wrestlers. I love it. Zach Knight. Funny. He's one of the most funniest guys you ever meet outside of the ring.
0: Will Osprey.
1: What an athlete. He's a he's going on to be uh he's for a fact he's going on to be IWGP Heavyweight Champ like I can't wait to see it happen
0: David Starr
1: Mr. Independent.
0: William Regal
1: another living legend in this industry um he's paved the way for a lot of the the UK guys and without him I I do believe that um wrestling would be a lot different so very grateful towards William Regal
0: Matt Myers
1: Yeah again another guy that's fantastic I couldn't sum, sum up in one words I love Matt, and I can't wait to see Matt go on to do amazing things in in his career. Char Sandler. he's one of, like funniest. One, he is the funniest guy I've ever met out of the ring. I love Char, and um, I know I know Char is a, a fantastic athlete and a fantastic guy.
0: WWE's page Queen W A W
1: historic, very very
0: historic, and finally your dad, Roy Nutter. <laughs> Look, on that note, thank you so much for uh, for joining me on this. Uh, you've been such a good sport. A real joy to sit here and chat to you. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to anyone? No, just um, stay know.
1: safe, you know, stay at home. And I can't wait to see you all at a
0: wrestling show. And I can't wait to be back in the ring feeding off your energy and once again thank you so much Ricky it's been an absolute honor sitting here and speaking to you stay safe uh you know get get big like you say <laughs> lots of meat lots of workout uh and we'll see you very soon that was my interview with Ricky Knight Jr that was absolutely incredible so awesome to hear from him he is really going to grow into be an absolute legend he's just got the drive the passion um and the the support to really make it happen so thank you all for listening to the second episode of the vip lounge got some amazing guests lined up as well if you wouldn't mind just giving this a really cool uh if you wouldn't mind giving this a like a share uh really really promote this for me it's just a little labor of love uh, I don't get anything from this it's just something to try and entertain you guys during isolation bringing all these amazing up-and-coming performers straight to you uh, if there's any questions that you'd like me to ask let me know uh, I'll have my next guest announced soon let me know what guests you want to hear from as well all right so I love you all stay safe peace